frown. We live in frown town. <laughs> I I, I want to say welcome to frown town, but you guys are you, you're in it. <laughs> yeah. We're all in. Frown it's weird town. to say welcome to people. Uh, like no one says. Like, when I come home, no one's like welcome home. No one does that. It's like I live here. I would be right. angry if someone did that. If I if there was. What oh, doesn't your puppy do? No, it, my puppy. My puck. My puppy. Uh, I but she can't talk, so it's okay. Like like if my puppy oh, could talk okay, and gotcha, she was like, gotcha. well, welcome home. It's like fuck you. I pay all the bills. <laughs> yeah that would be a little bit passive aggressive <laughs> oh fancy seeing you here honestly okay this is a bit of a side note uh this is something that legitimately happened so like uh when i first moved in with my wife and we were living together uh i she did this thing where like uh, and she still does it occasionally but i i, I pester her so much about it she doesn't do it as much <laughs> so when i walk around i'm very large but i'm not a very heavy walker I walk very light. Oh, that's I walk nice. very light. It's actually, uh, it's just something that I've always done most of my life. Though as I get older, I notice it's harder. For, it, it, I walk heavier as I get older because I'm just not, I'm not, I'm old. Sure. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's getting worse. But <clears throat> I am a very light walker. Uh, for most of my life, top floor living is what you want. If I'm above you, you do not hear me. You, you, you see me and you're like, what the fuck? How do you live above me? But you never hear me. I'm that person. Uh, so like I can walk around. My wife uh, will be not looking or paying attention. And then I'll be behind her because I'm like, oh, I'm going to grab some cookies and you're in front of them. And then she'll turn around and be like, oh, my God. And every time she does that, I'm like, I live here. And she's like, well, it's just I didn't expect you to be there. And it's like, well, where did you expect me to be? Because, again, I live here. You're in the kitchen. I eat food. You know, I eat food. It should never startle you to see me in the kitchen <laughs> and if it's just like well it's your general size it's like you we're and after a while it's like when we first moved in fine all right i get it you're not around me a lot but after like maybe a year my size isn't an excuse anymore like <laughs> you, you see me every day and then you can attest to this v because i feel like you've experienced this when you see me a lot i don't feel that big but then when you go away for a little bit then you see me again you're like holy shit <laughs> like and i realize sure, i have that sure. effect on people i don't look big until you haven't seen me for a while <laughs> if you haven't seen me for a while i look like a huge person i look like a giant human being if you see me every day i'm just a fun cuddly teddy bear who's a little taller than most people <laughs> it's <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, welcome to frown town that was a weird aside so i'm just gonna jump into it uh, because i'm not the type of person who can just like walk by things this has yeah. been undoubtedly one of the most horrendous months i think uh in recent memory and that is taking into account that we just walked out of a pandemic i realized that the pandemic was horrible sure. and uh maybe maybe i need to cap that by saying that was not pandemic related because that makes me feel a little bit better to the fact there was like millions of people <laughs> that died in the, in the pandemic and i'm like well this was worse it so numbers wise theoretically not worse but i think this has been uh just a difficult time to to be a, an american so if you're listening to this show and you're not an american uh kudos to you hopefully your country well first of all i know your country has like paid parental leave so haha um, by default <laughs> <laughs> by default like you, the, the odds of your country having paid parental leave are so fucking high um unless you're you're two other countries <laughs> in america so i mean congratulations on your paid yep. uh, on your paid parental leave good job oh my god uh i guess also congratulations on just uh i what uh not having to worry about getting shot to death anywhere ever uh, because that's what's happening here in america uh so if, if you're black going grocery shopping you might get shot if you are uh an asian in church you might get shot if you are uh jewish in a synagogue you might get shot if you are a child in school you might get shot like that that's the reality that we are at now if you're trying to do shots in a gay you bar might get shot. you might actually yeah. get shot instead of wait <laughs> shots wait would you want to get shots not shot I can't. Right, we want, you want drinks. We want to turn down for what shots? Yeah, not you want you want tequila. You want? Pew, does anyone do gin shots? Thing. Just out of curiosity, is that a thing? <laughs> I'm judging from your giggle, that's that's so. a no. I'm do we not do gin? Why? I'm is that sure. Not in vogue? I'm sure there is, and if that person exists, they I feel like someone who does shots. But you want that person to hit hit on you? Be honest. Would be, no, I think that person would be in a gay bar. I mean, their breath would be like minty fresh. I I think that that person is is like literally the most hipster person of all time, and I do not want to talk to them. <laughs> it's that that's the one who's gonna who's gonna, and I guarantee you, they have a unicycle in their trunk. I guarantee you, uh, they play the ukulele or some other or a, a lute. They might have a fucking lute. Have you ever met anyone who played a lute? I have. That shit is not cute. Yeah. 
I know that rhymes, yeah, and I'm sorry. It's a whole, it's a whole it, vibe. It's not what I want. It's a whole vibe. <laughs> it's not what, it's not what I want. You don't want to be in a romantic relationship with someone who has a lute playing off, like off key songs, because that's what a lute sounds like. It sounds off key. We're, this is not our music. Um, or uh, bongos. I think that might, that also could be. I guess I'd be more, I'd be more forgiving with bongos. We're off topic. So anyway, uh, <laughs> here's the thing. I guess I, I want to start with. We first started talking about how we were going to do this show. Uh, we tried to take in consideration the fact that we've already talked about uh, gun show loopholes and just gun control and tightening gun laws in general. And this is a subject that we've had uh, multiple conversations about. And so I thought it would be good for us to just kind of talk about gun violence. And so I thought, well, we'll dig into statistics and just like really kind of just focus in on that. And the thing that happened is that as I started just kind of focusing on that is I, I started reading about gun violence and I just started crying. And I was just crying uncontrollably. And uh, I was like, like, I was just like, I was, it was like a little bit before uh, I had to hop on the call for you. And I was like, all right, shake it off, shake it off. And then I got on the call with you and then you were crying. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I think uh, after we talked for a little bit, what I have come to realize is that if you live in this country, and I, I think this is something that um, people may realize or maybe they don't. It was revelatory for me to at today to think about this. But if you live in this country, like, gun violence has touched you personally the chances of it having touched you personally are astronomically high and some of us it's just one person in our lives have had something happen but for some others of us it's it's multiple people it's and i think the the level of care for this may actually have to do with the amount of of touches that gun violence have made in your life yeah i mean i i would hope that that would change someone's feelings about how they conceptualize but guns. It, and um, it, it shouldn't be that way and, and the, the, there's one last thing i want to say <laughs> and i, I want to address this this one tiny thing and it, it's something that like the darkest thing to come out of all of this and and i just the the complete absolute darkest thing two dark things that came out of this that i just do not understand the first dark thing that came out of this were people who for some reason thought that that uh, abbott elementary should make a psa episode involving school shootings and i was like why <laughs> why like what like what is that going to solve and people were legitimately coming for the head writer uh, who's a black woman be like well show all these black children getting shot and it was like what the fuck so that first of all very no. dark the other no and, and you think that's dark like how much worse could society be right okay so the other dark thing that i saw is that there there's a legitimate contingency of people on twitter who were calling for the bodies of the children who were killed to be shown because of what an ar-15 round does to children's bodies and they're like well they should show them on tv i know it'd be graphic but then people will understand what's happening and all i'll say to that is this if you think about the type of person who's not moved by just hearing that 20 children are dead now due to gun violence yeah who can't watch the parents in their interviews sobbing about losing their children and not feel something if that's not enough to move them, showing them the bodies isn't going to do it. No. All that's going to do is traumatize the families. All that's really going to do is really take something that is a tragedy and turn it into theater. And that's not what we're here for. Right. Like it, it, it should never be that. And I mean, you don't want those pictures just floating around for anyone. Forever. To... Forever. So forever. forever, this is how these people will be remembered. No, no. And and the type of person who needs that to be motivated, who is that? Who needs that to be motivated? And why are they leading us? Why do we need to motivate yeah. them with that? Like, why is it we got to motivate? Why do we have to motivate those people? Like, seriously. I mean, Jay, it's become such a, it's because it, it's weird, though, because it's become so people making these sort of casual, like, oh, we should do a school shooting episode of this lovely show that everyone loves. Or, oh, we should show the bodies of the children. I think those are people who I wonder the amount that they've been touched by gun violence. I mean, but it's so casual. I mean, I was just talking to one of my siblings today who casually mentioned that they their boss made them stay outside and make cakes during what was at the time they weren't sure if it was an active shooter situation the boss went into the freezer mm -hmm. and said hey you stand out like i i there might be an active shooter situation but these cakes still got to get made but i'm going to go in the walk in so you keep baking those cakes wow. and i i had to remind my sibling like you know that's you know that's not Oh, like you know that's messed yeah. up, right? You know that's not okay. They're like, well, we got, we all got, we all got to pay the rent. Uh, that's an American thing to say. Um, 
here's here's the thing that uh i realized as i was going through this and i don't talk about like a lot of this because uh, if i'm being honest this is like the, the things about this are painful some of it is is just difficult for me to talk about uh but i i have uh two friends who've been killed by the police with guns uh one of them was was gone down in front of his wife and child which was I, I've, I still feel some kind of way about that. I, I haven't processed it. It was a driving force for why I went to therapy in the first place because it, it depressed me and put me in such a dark place that I was at a point where the only out I saw was strapping a bomb to my chest and walking into a police station. And I cannot stress enough how much that hurt me and how much I, I, I'm never at a point where I'm comfortable talking about it. It's why I will never trust a police officer again for the rest of my life. I just can't anymore. We're beyond it. We're done. And what's wild to me is that as I, that being so present in my mind is that I actually forgot. uh, And I told you this whole story before the show. I forgot that there's someone else. And as I was going through all the gun violence and school shootings, I remembered, oh, that's right. In college, when I went back to school, there was a school shooting and I knew one of the victims who got shot. And it's, it's, uh, it's something that like, it's, it's. And, I, and I, just to kind of recant it, I'm not going to spend a bunch of time on the story because it, it's 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 I just want people to understand like what gun violence does. So when I first went to school, uh, I was I was part of a, a minority program scholarship, and the founder and the leader of that scholarship uh, program, I, I don't know, he may not have been the founder, but he was definitely the leader of the scholarship, and he was my mentor. And you got assigned like a specific older black faculty member at the college to be your mentor. My mentor, his name was Dr. Adriel Johnson. And it was great because he was from Tuskegee, Alabama, where my family is also from. He knew my grandmother. He knew my grandfather. He knew my mom and dad. They grew up around each other. He went to uh, the same high school with like my aunt. So he just knew all of my family. They knew him, uh, loved him. They were thrilled about the fact that he was my mentor. I was thrilled about it, uh, but not thrilled enough to actually do well in school. So I was dropping out. And <laughs> and uh, as I was dropping out, we used to have to have these like monthly meetings with our mentors. And our, he had full access to my grades, which by the way, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> like, this is, this is college. This is in high school. Full access to my grades. Just just didn't even have to ask me how That's I was rough. doing. Just like, just pop, pop, pop. Here's your grades. <laughs> Um, and so he was like, I, they were not good, by the way. Obviously, I was dropping out. I, they weren't good. I was in the middle of, a, of a, a, a slow dropout. It wasn't like I just decided one day to quit. It was like, mm, I'm going to take a couple semesters and burn this money because I wasn't paying for it. Uh, <laughs> so long story short, uh, he was like, the, the, the final conversation we had before I dropped out, the thing that struck me the most about it was, was not that uh, I was a failure, even though I had failing grades. He made sure to tell me that he was disappointed in me, not because I had failed, but because I had the potential to be more than what I had done. And he still believed in me and the potential that I had to be more. Now, as he was telling me that, he was revoking my scholarship. <laughs> because I my grades were bad. But like I I failed. Yeah. Not like like, oh, I had a couple C's. I'm talking like just straight ass, homie. Just <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> and so like I remember feeling like this 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 just dark like well in me grow when he said he was disappointed in me. The only person I think that has said that they were disappointed in me that made me feel anywhere near that was like a parent. And of course my parents were disappointed in me because I dropped out too. So again, a little rude to them <laughs> because they were like, we're disappointed. I was like, no, but Dr. Johnson's disappointed. Um, and I, uh, I dropped out. I ended up actually going back like six years later. And I, what I did is I waited like uh, a couple of years to get my grades up. And then right before I, when I was about to graduate, I went, um, I was like walking through his building and I saw his name on his door just on accident. I just happened to be through walking through the building because I was cutting through because I didn't like to, I don't like to, it's hot in Alabama and the buildings are air conditioned, right? Yeah. So like I was walking yeah. through his building for the air condition and I saw his name <laughs> and so I was just like, what the fuck? I'll just, I'll just duck in. He's probably not even in his office. He's probably teaching. It was his office hours. He was there. He sat down. He talked to me. I told him like, look, I'm back. I'm about to graduate. My grades are up. I haven't made anything less than a B since I came back. I'm working a full-time job and I'm doing that. And I remember him telling me that he was proud of me. And because he is uh, the dean of the, or was the dean of the biology department, he was going to be at graduation. 
and he was going to be there when I graduated. And then for the first time, because all the time I went back to college, I was like, I'm just going to get this degree and leave. I was like, yo, I'm going to walk. I'm going to, because walking in college, by the way, is expensive as fuck. I don't know if y'all know that. It is not cheap. It is very yeah. expensive. Well, I mean, it's like buy compared shit. to like the actual expense of college. No, but it's, it, it costs <laughs> money. And so I was like, I wasn't, I wasn't going to do it until he told me, he was like, I, I want to see you walk. And I was like, bet I will. I'm going to walk. I'll do it. I'm doing it. And then a little bit after that, he was dead. Because um, a faculty member who found out that she wasn't going to get tenure walked into a faculty meeting and opened fire and killed three people. And he was one of them. And he never got to see me walk. And I never walked because I didn't have a reason to anymore. Which is, again, rude because my parents were there. So, I mean, I could have walked for them. But (laughs) it just, and the, the wildest part about that whole story for me that I was realizing that that's a gun violence death that has happened to me that had an impact in my life that clearly hurt and was painful for me. But it's not even on the top of my list. It's it's so low on the list. I kind of forgot about right. it. Right. I've had so many more painful memories with gun violence that this one doesn't even like make the top five. And that's so fucked up. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it, it, it's, and it, the thing that, that concerns me more than anything else is that that's becoming more and more of a reality for more Americans. And it doesn't have to be this way. Like we don't have to be here. And, and regardless of regardless of whether or not you feel as if laws should be stricter or not, I think we can all start at the place of gun violence has shaped so much of how our lives have been lived that we don't even realize Absolutely. it. Like V, did you ever have to go through a metal detector for school? Yeah, yeah me too. Why? Guns. We had um we had a police officer in in my school who um tased a kid with Down syndrome because he tried to hug the principal. Yeah. And twenty years later, I'm still seeing they are still having these officers and saying it's supposed to keep kids safe. But in my experience, all this shit just made. I mean, and I know this is kind of a separate issue because it's not n- guns, but it's it's the result you know, of gun violence. Supposed to that's, be safe. that's why they're there. They're, they're, that's why they're there. But then you know the they didn't you know they didn't do anything for the kids i mean i there's people in my family who've committed acts of gun violence and domestic violence shit they just they just got put under yeah. the rug you know i it's it's crazy to <laughs> it's crazy to be like oh by the way like this like we're not we're not going to this family reunion cuz there's literally murderers there it, <laughs> and like yeah it it's um the fact that nobody and you know this, th- you know, and and I'm I'm feel very lucky to not have it as close to myself as a lot of people do, like you do. I feel like but that's it's still, still close. Every single person that's I still know, close to you. Every single person yeah, I know, that's a family member has for you. known, and, that, and that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's a family <laughs> member for you. It's still close. It's still affecting your life, and it's 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 in little incremental ways. I think it's it's something that like uh, as a trans person, I think you understand. As a black person, I get microaggressions are kind of the worst part of it. It's not just the overarching like oh I might get shot and and getting shot is terrible. I'm not here to say that it's not, it's great, and so are having people close to you getting shot all terrible but it's just it's the everyday things that we all have to do because of the the world we live in specifically this country the metal detectors in schools the police yeah. in schools the fact that police have guns and body armor and military equipment all stems back to the fact that guns are rampant in this country and it's because we won't stop them and it's it's too easy <laughs> to get them the fact that yeah. someone said this the other day that and it's, it's worth noting we have more regulations for cereal than we do for guns. <laughs> cereal. No. Delicious, sweet cereal that, yes, will kill you. Uh, but, like, you know how much cereal you have to eat to die? You don't have to... It's a different kind of cereal killer. <laughs> it is. I'm sorry. No, no you're fine. So you're sorry fine. For Any that. levity we can get. Oh, I mean, we have more regulations. I have more regulations on my uterus. Do you know how much... Do you know the the letters that I have to get just to... Do like just to get like health care. Yeah. You know? Um, like I have to get multiple letters. Like it's way, 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 way harder for me to get top surgery, which is something that is affecting me and me alone, than it is for me to purchase a firearm. It's, yeah. It's so much easier to purchase a firearm than get it's top very- surgery. It's Very like, easy. yeah, <laughs> and I'm even talking about in Washington state where they're like, 
here you go. I'll, here you I'll go. go a little like, further. It's actually easier <laughs> for you to become a dealer of firearms than you could. You could set up a dealership easier. You could, and it's not that hard to do. It's it's cheaper and it's easier. It is one hundred percent cheaper and easier. And and I think that's that is one hundred percent the problem. Well, and I mean, you know, when we're, when we're dealing, and I know we don't want to go into like a whole other topic, but like. All everything about our bodies is regulated more. Yeah. Everything about our bodies is is regulated except for except for guns, which is guns is a bodily autonomy thing because someone is taking away your life. Yeah. And the thing is, and I want to point out like as well to our listeners that like it's, you know, if you're a white person like me and you're really overwhelmed, I've been blessed with friends to talk to and stuff like that but i think you know we we have to also remember that like the gun violence and stuff like it's a lot more for folks who have been living in this shit i mean i'm not speaking to you jay you already know but um like you can see very clearly like here's here are my examples of gun violence affecting my family and then you have so many you can't you forget about them, right? And so it's a very clear indication of who the gun violence is affecting. And it's affecting, it's because people can literally go and get fucking financing as well from credit card companies to buy a $5,000 weapon. And they don't care. They're not going to pay it back. They'll be dead it's in a week. actually a solid point because uh, statistically, black and brown people are more likely to be injured or killed by guns black children and teens had the highest gun death rate in 2019 11.9 per 100 per thousand so uh every 100,000 uh black children are teen 11 well basically 12 dead uh by gun violence followed by native children and teens at 6.4 per 100,000 so if first is 11.9 and then 6.4 is the lowest. Also, black children and teens made up only 14% of all children and teens in 2019, but they accounted for 43% of child and teen gun deaths. Wow. Black children and teens are four times more likely to be killed with guns than white children. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's, and I mean, obviously it's, it's, uh, some of that has to do with just how much of blackness has a proximity, I think, to poverty, because I, th- I think there are some places where that is the, the denominator. It's it's if you're black, you're impoverished. And so therefore that tends to touch you more. But I think it also just has to do right. with the fact that, I mean, honestly, um, uh, just, to, just to be able to put it into words, uh, the cops have guns and that doesn't, right. and, and so do white people. And, and no offense to white people who have guns who are well-meaning with them, but there are a lot who aren't. And it's something that also got brought up that was, I found interesting when people were trying to make the argument for why we need to show the bodies of the children. Someone said that America needs to have an Emmett Till moment. But the the issue, Emmett was Till, it, you know, do you know who Emmett Till uh, is? But was it Emmett Till, America's Emmett Till moment? And and that the thing that I would say about that is, yes, and it, it didn't it didn't change anything. Emmett Till's mother uh, left the casket open to show what they had done to him. And it was a moment where black people had to have a very traumatic moment and it made the papers and it 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 spoke to his trial but uh and correct me if i'm wrong i don't believe emmett till's murderers went to jail i don't believe and they did also correct me if i'm wrong i don't believe america stopped lynching black people i uh believe you are correct on that recently so a black person was lynched in america so i have a hard time understanding why anyone would think that seeing something gruesome and graphic would spur the hearts of people who are already clearly turned against this. But what I do want to do when we go to break is because we're talking about personal experiences, um, let's go a little bit wider in scale and scope. And then let's talk broader about just the American experience because of guns. And we can use statistics to do that. So let's get into stats. We jumped into a little bit of that previously, but let's get into some stats uh, and then let's talk about how it's not just this microcosm where uh, you and I uh, have been targeted by guns. Uh, and I'm, you can see me starting to smile because I, I realized that with the wordplay, I realized the wordplay was just like, <laughs> but um, let's, uh, let's, let's talk about how this is something that it's, it's, we're not, we're not uh, aberrations, um, but we, we may be more right. the rule as opposed to exceptions to it. Uh, we'll be back after break. Oh, hey, you never left. You're still here. You must really love Frowntown. Yeah. 
What's that? <laughs> you hate it here? Yep, us too. Huh? Trapped here? Like a horror movie? Wait a minute. What are you trying to say, mister? <laughs> I think you need to eat your bologna sandwich and move on out of town. What do you mean you've been trying to for 60 years? <laughs> all right, welcome back to Frowntown. Um, yeah, we're all trapped in a horror movie. What's it's up? uh Yeah. And the, the killer is is a gun. It's just a gun carrying more guns. It's just an AR-15. <laughs> it's a gun with a gun. AR-15 with another AR-15. It's just like, ah. It would be really funny if it was an AR-15 with like an AK-47. It's like, ha-ha. <laughs> okay, so uh, before we went to break, we, we had a... We talked about how personally, how gun violence had affected us personally. And I think it's something that for yeah. every person who's listening, I would imagine that you have had gun violence affect you personally. But if you have never had anything terrible happen in your life, first of all, congratulations. I'm proud of you. Um, it's a difficult thing to do. And you're very lucky. Uh, I, I envy you a bit, but not for real, because like, you don't know what the world is like. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it, it's like, uh, you, you know, you get a right. friend who gets like a new car and he's like giving people rides. I'm like, hop uh-huh. in. And you're like, oh, I envy you a little bit, but this is, this is not meant to last. <laughs> like this new car smell isn't forever. It's just for now. So if you are one of these people who, who have still have new car smell when it comes to gun violence, <laughs> I think what we can do is we can talk statistically about how gun violence has impacted the United States. And I want to start uh, by issuing a bit of a correction from a previous episode. So in a previous episode, we talked about how many school shootings there had been. And I think I had listed the number at being somewhere around 400. And I traced it back uh, to like the 1800s. And I was very clever about it. Um, I was also very wrong. Uh, I found another database. And I think right. where I made my mistake is uh, I trusted more. I trusted one singular database. And what I found out in this run, uh, in this episode, episodes run for gun violence is that uh, different people have different ways of tracking what it means when we say a shooting. For example, V, have you ever been involved in uh, either as a victim or as a stand as a bystander uh, or as as well don't tell me if you are actively shooting but have you ever been <laughs> don't tell me if you're actively shooting but have you ever been uh, have you ever been a bystander uh, I assume you've never been a victim of a shooting because I feel like I know if you've been shot before I've never been shot before have you um, ever been shot before yeah. that's the conversation we're having I've never, okay. been, ever shot. been, a bystander at I've a never been shot um, I mean I've lived a lot of places where gunshots were like a common thing but it wasn't like a shooting okay so, fun you know, facts. Like I've I've heard my fair share of gunshots, yeah. but Yeah, because you know like you you walk outside yeah. and you're someone like in the distance pop pop pop. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Fun fact. Uh so I <laughs> when I was in college, uh I had this uh Pontiac Grand Prix. It was 2003. It was green. I loved it. It was my favorite car ever. I also wrecked it a lot of times. And um before huh. I moved to Korea, I tried to sell it and the place I tried to sell it to gave me $500 for it and they were like, "Oh, we're just going to scrap it. It's just going to be metal. We're not no one should drive <laughs> this car." That's how much I fucked it up. So anyway, all right. I went to this place. Uh it was a college party at this one place in town in Huntsville. I think it's called Bleachers. Uh, I don't know if they still operate. Uh, I don't know, but it was a very shady place. If you're like wondering what I mean by shady, I mean uh, shots being served in neon colored plastic cups. <laughs> right. You know what that is. That's not a good place. Nothing yeah. good is happening here. Yeah. I'm not being no. elitist or classist. I'm just saying we all know that situation. They they don't have glasses right. and it's on purpose because they know. Th- <laughs> yeah, there's a reason. <laughs> they know. They know. So I'm there uh, because I'm like, you know, early 20s and it's like I'm just getting to experience like alcohol culture. I'm in <laughs> I'm in college and, and I also have been told that if I go to the right places uh, that women will want to sleep with me. And I'm into that uh, at this point in my life. I haven't realized that I, I might be into other people being into sleeping with me. But at this point in my life, I'm like. Go here. Women will sleep with you. So I go to this place. Fast forward through the night and a fight breaks out. Right. And it starts out in the parking lot. Right. At this point, I'm like, all right, the cops are going to show up. This is when I leave. So I head to the parking lot as well. Not to see the fight, but to go to my car because that's where cars are parked. They're parked in the parking lot, which, by the way, the parking lot of this place Graveling grass. All right. So, <laughs> of course. Of course. Why would it be Graveling grass. Else? No asphalt. <laughs> it's just grass and gravel. And it's really just gravel to a point and then it's grass. So, <laughs> this is... 
in retrospect now, at the old age I'm at now, no way in hell I'm walking into this place. At 20, I'm like, whatever, bro. <laughs> so I guess at 22, excuse me, I'm like, whatever. So I go. I'm outside trying to walk to my car, fight starts, and like I hear someone be like, wait till I pop my trunk, which if you are from certain places, you know what that means. And before I could get past the people to get to my car, after the threat of someone popping a trunk, a gun got drawn and shots started getting fired. There's a crowd of people between me and the shooters. There's a crowd of people around and they're shooting at each other. And the motherfucker getting shot at runs over and ducks behind my car. No. Like, like, in, like in a movie, like, ah. And for a minute, I had to really think about, do I tackle the, the dude with the gun? <laughs> like, not my car. <laughs> and I, had, I really thought about it. I really, I, I had a moment. I was like, I thought about it. And he saved me because the dude, uh, <laughs> the dude was getting ready to shoot at my car. And the car next to him had an alarm and it went off. And the guy like started running because he panicked when he heard the alarm and ran away from my car. And I was like, oh, thank God. And then like the dude ran off chasing him and his friends were trying to stop him from shooting him. Well, like one of them, <laughs> one of them was like, come on, come on, come on. We got to get out of here. You know, that because right. the cops are coming. And as he ran away from my car, the dude followed him and I waited a little bit. And then I ran up to my car, jumped in my car and just took off. Um, so I've been a bystander at a shooting. <laughs> And I, I truly don't even, it, it's not even the worst night out I've ever had. <laughs> it's not the worst night I've ever had out. It's it's the worst night involving a gun, I guess. But yeah. Uh, sure. So what I want to do is let's start by talking about like how we define a shooting, even like a mass shooting. Because some people define a mass shooting or a school shooting, for example. Some people define it as someone has to have been shot by a gun by a third party outside of the school for it to be defined as a school shooting some people define a school shooting just being any gun violence inside of a school being a school shooting and because there's these different definitions there's like different databases and different statistics so for our purposes i think we are going to establish that when we talk about a shooting henceforth we are talking about especially in school shootings we are talking about any gun incident in a school it can be accidental if someone has a gun and it goes off and it hits somebody else it doesn't have to like kill them it can just injure them that still counts right so accidental intentional right. uh drive-by shootings all of that has to count i think we have to count all of that because ultimately what this boils down to is it's the accessibility to guns and the amount of them that is in this country that's the problem right absolutely so there's, there's so many so many there's more guns than right people. we're outnumbered like three to one it's uh if there was a war and it was like we're gonna take these guns down we'd be fucked because first of all how would we fight guns without guns and then secondly there's way more guns than us so like it's just not a winnable battle but i want to emphasize the fact that this is a, a true shooting database so for k through 12 schools uh, since the 1970s, since 1970, with the database that I have here, um, it's a database that's maintained by the Center for Homeland Defense and Security. There have been 2,056 K through 12 school shootings. Of that 2,000, sorry, 2000? 2,056 uh, tracked since 1970. That that's is a lot. lot. Of that 2,056, there have been 1,923 injuries. Which makes sense because there's like 2,000 shootings, 1,900 injuries. That feels like that's a, a should be one to one, but you know. Um, but there's also 682 fat- fatalities, which means that there have been 682 deaths in schools that have been tracked in this database since 1970, and that's not including uh, because there were guns in schools, as we established in earlier shows. There were school shootings going all the way back to the 1800s, but in the database tracking from right. now to 1970, there have been 682 fatalities, which I think it's something that is. Uh, um, man, what word am I looking for? It, it's it's sad. That's the word I'm looking for. And sad. It's and what sad. that translates into V uh, is that every day in America currently, twelve children die from gun violence, and another thirty two get shot or injured, or shot and injured. Excuse me, because of the numbers of how many children actually are die in gun violence, and the numbers of how many children are shot and injured. To hit those numbers every year, twelve have to die every day, and thirteen have to be shot and injured. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, here's something else for you. I mean, I'm I'm a child. I'm a person who is not interested in having children, but I still feel a lot of ways yeah. about my friends have kids, and I love their children. And I remember being a child, and it must be really terrifying to. I don't. I I don't know to do the drills. I, I think the so my my niece is homeschooled, which is uh, a a slight bit of relief for me. Uh, 
but sure. I don't know how much longer that's going to last. And yeah. the thing that I guess I'll say is that I don't know how much any of this impacts children. I don't know if you remember having to do, because uh, I like right at the end of my, like, I guess the end of the, the Cold War, like the beginning of my school age, I remember there was a point where we did do uh, like nuclear drills, like nuke drills where we had to get under the, the table. And then yeah. over time, it became like tornado drills. And then it's just like emergency drills. Right. I used to live near a nu- nu- nuclear yeah, you and George nuclear W. Bush. power plant. <laughs> I know, I know. I used to live like uh, literally like I could like walk to it. Yeah, which is probably <laughs> too close to be to a nuclear plant. Um, it, I think it actually shut down for getting leaks in um in the in the early two thousands. So maybe that explains uh, m- me. <laughs> Did you know your hair is green? You're like what? <laughs> I just woke up like this. No, it I was gonna say something, but then I realized it's a it's a funny joke, but it's way too dark. Uh, so we'll pass. We'll move past it. Um, but uh, the thing that I, I do want to say is is okay. So. This is a large number, but the uh, the thing I, I was wondering, and I saw this earlier, was, was like, okay, so since Sandy Hook, or even since uh, Columbine, like how many right. school shootings have happened uh, since since Sandy Hook? And this is something that will be interesting to to ask to ask you. So, how many school shootings do you think have taken place since Sandy Hook? Because Sandy Hook was supposed to be like that that moment for us, right? The big one. It's supposed to be the one that's going to be like, bang, that's the one that's going to, that that should have changed for us where we were like, we're going to do something about this. There were children who survived it, who who went on to like, like champion like causes for it. How many yeah. school shootings then do you feel may have, have happened since Sandy Hook? And this is not going to be a number that makes you feel good. If you're looking at it already, you can just say, I've already seen it. I'm, I'm not okay. looking at it. I'm just, um, every time I come up with a guess, I feel like I'm getting punched Ooh. in the okay, gut. Okay, so let's not make so this into I'm a game. Just... Uh, let's just say it. <laughs> Thank you for being honest about that. So let's just walk into it. 948 school shootings have happened since 2012, December 2012. That's a much bigger number than I was going to guess. It's a much bigger number than anyone would have guessed. And I think that's the point, is that a lot of school shootings that happen, especially, and again, with the database, a lot of school shootings that happen, we are only kind of paying attention to the large tragedies. Uh, there are accidental school shootings that happen where uh, it's someone gets shot because a gun got brought into school and someone didn't know and it goes off and accidentally hits someone. There was a parent just the other day who got arrested because he had a gun unsafely holstered. He was open carrying at a school and his gun discharged. And they're calling it an accidental discharge, but that's like, that's negligent. You don't bring a gun to a school. (laughs) Why are you you doing this? Well, I mean, statistics would show that, I mean, if you're going to try to combat a shooting, schools have really good place to, to bring a gun honestly i mean if you're gonna stop a shooting and you think you're a good guy with a gun you would well, bring a, in- like if i were going to a school and i'm like all right so what do i need to go to a school uh pencils paper and a gun or a bulletproof vest either or maybe both i yeah i've just been seeing a lot of um you know i know and i know that this is a conversation that a lot of parents are having with their young children because they're asking their children about what the drills are and um you know there are some schools where they're doing these drills and the drill in, in, entails going into uh, gendered spaces like bathrooms or locker rooms and uh, trans kids are getting yeah. left in the hallways. For because the, the spaces are gendered. For the uh, the spaces are gendered and they're like, well, I guess you just get to be in the hallway. Because and, we um, have to care about that make now. Sure you dis- At this point. <laughs> we have to care. When it's a yeah. life or death situation, <laughs> none of us are using the bathroom in here, but you can't come in. Fuck you. Like it, it's and, yeah. and I think that's and, and again, it, that's that's par- being driven by gun violence. It's it's the and it's not just. Right. And I think and I think that's the thing that I, I wanted to take into account with the school shooting database here is that it's not just the intent to harm someone with a gun that is harming us. It is literally the right. presence and accessibility to guns. It does not take someone to think I'm going to shoot up a school for someone to get shot on a school. And that's why there have been 900 shootings, 900 plus shootings well, since I, 2012. I, I, that's 10 years. I'd also like to point out that like there's a lot of gun deaths that are, uh, you know, people shooting other people. Um uh, 
cops shooting other people. Yeah. But a majority of these gun, uh, like, or I'm sorry, more than 50% of these gun deaths are suicides. So there's also, there's the access to a gun. If you are someone who is having uh, mental health problems, uh, a gun is a, is a, is a very quick. A few, a few more statistics for you. This uh, comes from the Children's Defense Organization. Yes. And this is from 2021. So it's uh, the state of America's children uh, as public in 2021 in 2019 uh, well let's skip that because we already kind of covered that uh 2019 guns killed more children and teens than cancer pneumonia influenza asthma hiv and aids and opioids combined so that's wow. it's more than all of those things combined all of those things combined. and while mass shootings grabbed fleeting public and policymaker attention routine gunfire took the lives of more children and teens every week than the parkland sandy hook and columbine massacres combined so every week in 2019 more children died than in each of the big name massacres that we've seen and then if you track since uh, 1963, there have been 193,000 children and teens that have been killed with guns on American soil, which is four times I'm sorry, 193,000 uh, 193, from 1963 000. to 2019. Okay. That number's much higher now. I didn't think that the number of children killed by guns was going to be more than the mileage on my car. <laughs> Here's something that is more than. It is more than four times the number of U.S. soldiers that were killed in action in Vietnam Persian, the, the Persian Gulf, Afghanistan, and Iraq wars combined. And this was, uh, ju- oh, this was just this the children? Just children and teens. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I look, I'm not going to say like, I, you know, I, I, I've been perusing the stats too, but when, when, when we're, you know, we knew this was going to be a hard yeah. show. <laughs> and we came so into a stat it here. And we knew it was yeah, going to be it's hard. Not, it's not easy. <laughs> and there's a stat, there's something that's pointed out here that in the light of current events, it has a, I'm I'm on the fence about saying it, but I'll I'll read it anyway. So 85% of child and teen gun deaths occurred among 15 and 19 year olds, uh, but infants and toddlers uh, were not excluded. So 15% of child and teen gun deaths. So that that's the the part that didn't go to 18 and 19 year olds. Preschoolers yeah. were killed by guns more than law enforcement officers in the line of duty. It's more dangerous to be a preschooler than it is to be a cop. And Unfortunately, reinforced this by this last incident where the cops literally put themselves above the children's safety. They saved their own children and then they tackled uh, the parents for trying to go in and save their yeah. own kids. In 2019, 86 children under five years old were killed with guns compared to 51 law enforcement officers in the line of duty. Yeah. There are 393 million firearms. 393 million firearms is um, more than people. Yeah, there's more than one gun per person. And that was in 2017. (laughs) And those are the guns that are registered that we know about. Right, not the ones that have been ordered online. And you know when people are like... purchased at gun shows. When people are like, okay, so I need to have my gun for the military. Uh, The U.S. military and law enforcement agencies possess five and a half million guns. So Five five and a half million versus 393 million. We have enough guns wow wow yeah the whole okay so america is just remember remember tremors yeah Yeah. when they go into their their little gun room that's all of america that's just that's just all of america except but i will say this so there's there's a there's there should and there's this note that everyone who's nra will want to try to bring up for this yes i get the fact that a lot of these guns are collector items and like my grandfather had like 20 guns himself and he was a hunter so he had a lot of different hunting rifles and i get that and i'm not here to be like yo guns are terrible i'm not gonna and i'm not going down the path of like backtracking but what i am here to say is 393 million guns where we have more guns than people and when you couple that with how many people don't own guns, yeah, I'm willing to bet that that is somewhere around. If you look at gun owners versus, and in fact, I'm, I'm looking up gun owner statistics right now because I'm curious about this. But I'm willing to bet that is like 15 <laughs> guns per person. Uh huh. And that's a lot of guns. Yep. I think it's it's very interesting to um you know that I I I also want to point out that many other countries you know how when you're travel like if you travel abroad at all you'll see a list of like countries and they're rated for like how dangerous it is to go there like as an American or whatever mm-hmm. um, we <laughs> are on that list for other countries yeah. when 
<laughs> when people come here, they warn when people come here from like Europe and shit or anywhere else in the world, they warn them like, hey, just so you know, there's a shit ton of guns. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, okay, here's <laughs> I'm, I'm doing the numbers right now. There are 329 million people in America, right? 329 million. So 329 yeah. uh, million. Um, here is the thing. Uh, oh, I, I don't need the commas. I was I don't have to put the comma. Okay, so here's the thing. Only 32% of those own guns. So that is, I'm doing the, the math right now real quick. Oh. Yeah, that is uh, times point. Oh, wow. That means that's 105 million people with guns. And then if you, uh, you know, yeah, you, you do a little bit of additional math there, you take that number and then you uh, divide, let's say you take, uh, what is it, 393 million roughly uh and then you divide that by roughly 100 and what was it 72 million uh that is uh two guns per person which is a lot of guns so people are walking around akimbo <laughs> in some cases uh but like it's 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 too many guns let's just say that it's too many guns and there needs to be some restriction because if if everyone owns two guns why are we still manufacturing more first of all and then right. also there needs to be some restrictions because clearly the access to guns is is too high so i want to i just want to uh say uh in this was in 2019 mm-hmm. Um, Amnesty International uh, was the one to issue. It joined a bunch of countries and basically said, hey, there's a lot of guns in the U.S. And it just like when you go to the U.S., exercise caution and have an emergency contingent plan when traveling. Because and that was in 2019, you know, three years ago, they issued this Uruguay and Venezuela or like, hey, guys, be careful. Japan, be careful. (laughs) Like. We're on the list. We're not. Other people are looking at us all around the world and going, what is going on? I'll be honest with you. So I have lived in other places before. Uh, I was there overseas for three years. And something that got brought up a lot by my students was guns. They asked me if I'd seen one, if I'd yeah. ever been around one, if everyone they think everyone in America has one. And there's a reason for that. Because when the stories that go around America uh, get circulated, they're of Americans shooting each other. It's stories like this. It's never... Yes. And, and it's it's granted. They, they see the same statistics we Dude, see. Dude, we are the... We're the Florida of the world. <laughs> no, that's Australia still. Still Australia. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> But Australia, Australia melted all their That's guns. True. So I guess we're, oh man, what are we? Oh God, we are the Florida. Oh God, we're the Florida of the world. <laughs> we are going to wrap the, if people want to contact you, how can they do so? Um, you can find on talk, Instagram, Twitter, uh, at vchatty, V-E-E-C-H-A-T-T-I-E. Um, if you want to find the show, you can find the show at Frowntown Pod on uh, Twitter and instagram and um yeah you know follow us for more <laughs> frowning i guess uh jay uh if people want to find you where where would they find you, you? can find me uh in the streets no um you can find me uh on twitter <laughs> and on instagram at adjective underscore jay um you can find the show uh wait did you say that you did already oh cool. i did okay. that one so uh <laughs> you can also find the show on good pods uh so thank you for listening to us on that um i don't know where people are listening to things and where they're streaming if you want to drop me a line and be like i listen here uh, definitely do that because I want to know. Um, but wherever you listen, thank you for listening. Please leave us five-star reviews. We are a five-star podcast. We will not take anything less. <laughs> I like how I say that. Like I like I can personally stop you from doing it. Like you have a four-star sure, review. I'm sure. like, no, reject it. Take it back. Do better. Um, but I will clown you for doing it uh, on air. And I will leave a review of your review uh, talking wild shit about you. I don't know if you want that. I don't know. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, some people have maybe they're into that. Jay, well, if that's you what know? you if you're looking to court some abuse, yeah. Then <laughs> specifically consensual verbal abuse. Specifically consensual verbal abuse. Uh, that's how you get it. If you're looking for some consensual verbal abuse, uh, then leave me a four star review. See what happens. Um, God, all of that feels terrible. Okay, <laughs> we are gonna go. Um, I realize I want to say this though, right before we go, I realize that right now, um, this is a really dark time for all of us in America. Um, I realize that this is 
a, we're at a place where it really feels as if um, we are going to have to have change because things can't stay the way they are. I don't yeah. know where that change comes from. I don't know where it looks like. I know a lot of times with this show, what we try to do is give you something to do. I personally yep. uh, have my own theoretical thing that will happen, but I, I don't know if I can get a movement big enough to start it. But what I will say is this. Right now, there are people who are tasked supposedly in power with uh making changes happen they don't care we need to get them to care and i honestly feel like one of the strongest methods of getting someone to care is to be so fucking annoying (laughs) that they don't have a choice they don't have to care they don't have a choice to do something so that you fucking stop annoying them right (laughs) if months of not being able to sleep of not being able to leave your house of not being able to get in your car without seeing someone talking to you, asking you, of all your inboxes being flooded constantly, of all of your servers constantly being covered in email. If that is what you have to deal with constantly, believe me, you will eventually cave. So all I'm saying is... Let's be Let's be annoying. as fucking annoying as possible. I'm, I don't... I'm so annoying and I'm excited to uh, continue to and, be and annoying. I, I, for people who want to take like more direct action that gets them arrested, I'm here for it. What I'm saying is all of us can be annoying and in some fashion. And if all of us are annoying together, they cannot ignore us. And if they continue to ignore us, uh, then I feel like the, the next step from that is, is a political revolution. And I put political in front of it because otherwise it sounds like I'm saying kill people. But political revolution is what I'm saying. <laughs> No, we're trying. We're trying to the opposite. We're trying doing to save that. We people. Want it, we want the opposite. We're we're very sad about. Yeah, all we're trying of to save people, which is why I'm saying uh, po- almost two hundred political revolution is children. what I'm saying. And and I think they're they're that that's really our our last recourse. We're at a point now where we can't just be like, well, just you know, talk to your your policymakers. Talk to. We're beyond that. I don't think we're at a point where we can just talk to our lawmakers and think we're going to be okay because they've already proven that they're not going to make any actions. They've had the chances. What was it? 900 plus yeah. shootings since Sandy Hook. They have, yep. They've had 10 years to try to fix this shit and they've known that it's been broken the entire time. It's not going to exactly. be until, and, and it, it, you know, you could always threaten them with voting them out, but we don't know how we, if we can mobilize enough to do that, but we can sure as fuck mobilize enough to be annoying enough to the point that it's like just to get you to shut the fuck up we will do it. And I don't know how long that looks like, but I know that personally, if I haven't slept in a month, I'll do whatever you ask me to do. So (laughs) if if it's just us in very peaceful, but very loud drum circles, just getting carted away every night by the cops. (laughs) Cool. I don't know what it looks like, but I do know that our last recourse at this point is that there are people who have power who don't want to use it. And outside of legitimately just killing those people and starting over... (laughs) All we got left is just to annoy the shit out of them. So if you have any ounce of annoyance in you for for of any inkling of being able to do it, annoy the shit out of everyone involved. Be annoying. Be be annoying. Be annoying. Be e annoying. <laughs>